one of the, I think you mentioned to me, at least one of the things that was tough for you that I know that you recently experienced was coding for a hundred days mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the people that actually kept you going, because again, you know, I would never forget. It was this one phrase, um, see it through my boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a one phrase that you were saying. I was even saying it to you because again, just doing something, doing something every day nonstop mm-hmm. for how long how long like in terms of hours were you doing it for at minimum three hours a day it was mm-hmm. it was a lot <laughs> it's crazy yeah. so <laughs> you're doing something for a hundred days for three, three hours, hours out of your day yeah how is it like how do you see that go through Look. Hell of an intro i tell you what you info but i never really been the type of dude to give no info What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Walking Grill Show. It's Ronnie and Courtney on the mic. And today we have a special guest. And I'm not going to mention he's special. He's my good friend. He's my good brother. He's going to, he's actually Courtney's, I shouldn't say favorite artist, but she knows <laughs> his lyrics word for word. So if oh, you guys wow. know that the song cool. <laughs> that we play going into our episodes, this is the man behind the mic. Uh, it's Liam, man. How you doing, my boy? That's awesome. Uh, glad to be here. I'm doing well. That's that's a nice uh, intro to hear that you know all of the lyrics. To, to... I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to be involved in the intro, but yeah, I listened to it quite a lot of times, so awesome. I did learn the lyrics. That's awesome. Thank that's you, Courtney. How are you doing? I'm good today. Thank you. <clears throat> I know. That's all I got for you, Ronnie. I'm doing well. All right, let's see. I'm doing well. It's Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday, which is weird. Yeah. But it's the weekend. So, um, yeah, things are good. I think good, good is valid today. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, she. It's the thing be, between her and I that we have where you say good. It's like, what does good really mean? That's why, Leah, you're probably like, where are y'all going with this? But it's, uh-huh. it's everyone. Whenever you ask somebody, how are you doing? Everybody says, I'm good. So it's like, yeah, right, yeah. what does good mean? I'm good, but I can back it up. <laughs> yeah, that's As nice. someone who feels like my enthusiasm level is always at like a six, a good good is my default answer. So mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> yeah. A six is a solid number for where I'm yeah, at right exactly. now. So it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and dive right into it. Um, really want to get to know you a little bit more, but I w- want to also touch upon what I've mentioned that I think Leon's great at. I think he's really good at making and breaking habits and staying disciplined. So if you guys are interested in hearing how can you be disciplined, how can you make and break habits within your daily life, you're going to want to hear what Leon has to say. Because, I mean, he, he he's done some things, and he'll probably speak more about what he's going to do, and you're probably like, why would you do such a thing? But anyways, Leon, let the people know a little bit more about you know who you are, what you do, what you've been doing, um, what you did in the past. Just so they can have a little context of who this guy is speaking on this mic, like what re- what relevance does he have? <laughs> um, well, as Ronnie mentioned, my name is Leon, and I I'm gonna coin this for the first time ever, but I'd like to call myself like a life engineer because I'm going to school for audio engineering, um, and I'm currently a software engineer, and I think the word engineer means encompasses just like building and for a long time i built my life based around like my habits certain schedules things that i want to have be disciplined about and things like that so that's the first time i'm gonna say that i'm a life engineer but um 
with all those things said, I'm an artist, I'm a creative, and I'm a tech guy currently. So that's where I am. Nice, nice. So there's no coincidence, guys. This is probably the third musician that we've had. This is not something that we're doing intentionally. It's just happened. You know? It's just happened the way it is. So given that you've done so much within your past, um, I just want to kind of go right into it and just hear more about what is it that helps you make habits. Let's start there. And then we can talk about breaking habits because I know breaking habits. And, and when I mean breaking it, it's just like, stop doing something that you've mm. been doing for such a long period of time and now you're like man what is my life going to look like or what is that going to look like moving forward but making habits because making habits creating habits whatever word you want to use I'm, i want to hear how is it that you go about doing that leon um so for me i kind of consciously went into my 20s i'm 29 now i went into my 20s with the intention of learning something new every year. And in that, I studied a lot of like psychology and I, I wanted to learn myself and just be self-aware. And I, I, w I always told people that if psychology paid more, then I would that would be my major. Um, however, <laughs> however. Ouch, that one hurts, Ouch. I'm sorry, Court. I um no but I think I think it's a noble field to follow because psychology and sociology just just learning people learning yourself I think is extremely noble and important um so with that being said I kind of took it upon myself to to learn what makes me tick what you know keeps me going what motivates me and things like that so you know throughout my 20s I just deep dived and I I'm a big advocate of I feel like my life is really a big experiment. Um, and in my 20s, I prepped for my 30s. So I do things like I purposely go to sleep super late for a week, see how that affects my mood, my work ethic, everything else. And then I'd, I'd stay on schedule for a week and I'd write these things down just like I'm doing a whole experiment. You have your control, you have all these things. Um, so... As of, I want to say since COVID hit, I haven't been as consistent with my habits. And that's something that I'm trying to break back from. But for the first half of my 20s, I was a machine. Like, <laughs> I everything was just to the letter and to the T. Um, some people have admired me for it. Some people have, like, called me out. Oh, you're too rigid. Like, there's no way that you can function like this. And I'm like, well, I'm doing a big experiment on myself. So... It's been nice. I, my, of course, first question. Um, how do you like learn to start that? Because I feel like a lot of people, when they get into it, it's because other people have, or in my experience, it's like therapy would have taught me that or going to school mm -hmm. would have taught me that. But, in, but you said like your early twenties, how do you just know that this is something I want to try or I want to take in all mm -hmm. of this information? Where does that come from? So, um, I, I like to call myself like a student of success. So when I went to school in New York for audio engineering, I was 18 and I went through a little bout of depression for like two months and to get myself out of it, I'd listen to inspirational videos 
from just people that I admired. Um, the first one I ever downloaded was one from like J. Cole. And it, you know, it has the piano, the soft piano in the back and it talks about like his trials and tribulations. Then I just got hooked on listening to that type of stuff. Um, cause it just keep me afloat. So then that in turn turned into just me saying, all right, how, how am I going to be like these people? So then you read a book like the seven habits of highly successful people. And then you, you go down this rabbit hole of chasing success and what do those habits look like? So, you know, the blueprint is pretty much laid out. Uh, they, they, there's a quote that says, if you want to hide money from people, hide it in a book. Right. And, <laughs> and, and I think there's something to be said about that because books are a wealth of knowledge and, I read a lot. Like I, I've read hundreds of books. I want to say thousands, but I don't. I don't think it's up there yet. But I've read a significant amount of books, and you know, I, I just wanted to emulate what the people that I admired were doing. Like uh, Mark Cuban is one of my favorite billionaires, and like you know, he partied in his twenties, and it's like, how how are you worth five billion dollars and and you had no focus? So you know, you, you kind of find the balance. And I just studied people. To short answer, I studied a lot of people and I wanted it, my life to be exactly like those people. You got to follow up with that one, Courtney, or no? Well, I was going to say, um, no, I think that's really cool. And when you mention that we don't have to take it down this path, but when you mention like depression, when you have those types of experiences, I think your choices are like, do I sit with this and kind of like struggle through it, which is valid. Some people yeah. like you need to take that time or what we say all the time, do I control the controllables and like, what can I do? then you test it and does that work and has it been working for me and go from there. And right. it sounds like you right. chose, you know, the second where I'm going to test what's best for me and, and go from there. So that's really cool. Yeah. I, um, I never felt that before. So it was weird to me. I was like, I'm like what is this? <laughs> like I'm usually <laughs> happy all the time. And, um, you know, it, it, it came, I, I want to say I was always a self-aware person. Like I always just paid attention to myself and then my environment and how certain things affected um, both of those things, myself and my environment. So like if I was a mopey person, I wasn't friendly, I wouldn't have friends. Like there were times in high school where, you know, I'd sit at the lunch table by myself and it, it wouldn't be like, oh, there's the weird kid sitting by himself. It's like I'm reflecting. And And I had a friend of mine tell me, she was like, you know, you should be, a, you should be more approachable. Like <laughs> there's no reason for you not to be friendly. And I was like, I didn't think that I wasn't unapproachable. I just didn't talk to everybody. I sold candy and that was it. Like, I didn't feel like there was a lot to talk about. And so I, I made a conscious effort to be more friendly, be more approachable, smile a lot more. You know what I mean? And I, I think that kind of was the spark for being self-aware and i i'd say that was like at 16 it's like okay somebody came to me with a problem and a solution it's my choice to take it and refine who i am or just be like ah whatever i don't really give a shit what you're saying and i didn't want to be that type of person you know yeah yeah it's it's interesting when you're talking about self-awareness and just I'm starting to reflect and like, man, when the hell did I become self reflect yeah. like just self-reflecting on myself and what it is that I'm doing and kind of just looking back. And honestly, I can't say it's, it's been recently. It hasn't. Yeah. It's not like something for me where I've been doing this since I was 
hey, I like eight years old or 20. Like it's this is something more recently that I've been actually participating and practicing. And so to hear that you've been self-reflecting on yourself since you were 16 years old and now you're 29. It's like, good God damn, what the hell did you really learn about yourself to the point where it's like, you know, you really could take a deep dive. So I recommend everybody. I mean, I know that you're a big, big, big big advocate for journaling. And you always say this to all of us. You say, um, and I say all of us because we talk on a group, but whatever. You say journal and when you journal and write it down, don't put it in your phone. Don't put it on the computer, like actually yeah. write it down because of the effectiveness that writing something down, he's about to show us his journal right now. Look at that. <laughs> I got my journal here. And I, you know, I just write wow. every day. But go on, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say, you know, just actually when you're gonna reflect, it's actually write write it down. Um, because I, I know writing down does help. I just don't self-reflect as much as I probably could because I could learn a lot more about myself and learn exactly what works for me, what doesn't work for me. For you to even say like you ran tests on yourself, it's like, yo, are yeah. you a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, um, to to that point, I feel like there's people who go their entire lives without being self-aware. You know, because um, ignorance is bliss. You don't. It's a very very dark path going internally and saying this is something I think is wrong with myself. And this is something that I think I could improve on. You know what I mean? And even saying these are the things that are right for me and, and I'll keep doing it. That takes a lot of, you know, discipline in and of itself to say, all right, I'm going to sit down in silence and do this. And um, I also practice meditation a lot. So I, I feel like those two go hand in hand with becoming self-aware. Like I meditated for a long time. And so with those two kind of put together, like what does that look like for someone that wants to practice or even try to implement something of that nature? Like if you were to do it right now, like what mm-hmm. is your step or what is your process like? Uh, the first step is giving yourself grace, um, understanding that life is long and just. I love this. You have to start because what will happen is a lot of people, and my this is my favorite thing to tell people who start meditating. I'm like, if you expect to levitate off the ground while you're sitting crisscross applesauce after a week, that is crazy. There's literally monks. There's monks who, who've been meditating for decades, and they only reach that, that point of um, mental clarity and mental silence for like a split second. Like... For me, meditation was just to um, clear my subconscious for the day. So I'd wake up at four in the morning. I'd journal. My journal was always next to me. Journal. And because your subconscious is fresh as soon as you reach out of a dream state. Um, So I'd write everything down that's just on my mind. And I got that from one high school and then this book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I'm going to drop a lot of books this episode, by the way. Um, So in high school, we had a class where they'd they'd make us write for five minutes in the beginning of class, just anything. And the point was just to fill the page, fill the page. And I I did that, but I didn't keep doing it after I graduated because I was like, I'm not in that class anymore. And then I was going through a rut when I was trying to make a project. I was working on a music project and I just didn't know what to write about. 
And then I was watching a J. Cole interview and he mentioned the book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And again, you try to emulate your favorite people. So I worked, I worked in a college at the time. So I just went to the library and I was like, y'all have this book. She was like, yeah, no one's ever checked that book out. So I was like, all right, I'm checking mm-hmm. it out. I read it, um, took notes. And one of the biggest points in that book was something called morning pages where first thing in the morning you write what's in your subconscious. So I just started journaling again. Um, and then again, as I mentioned during my bouts of depression, I wanted to go see a therapist uh, because I'm, I'm a big advocate for therapy. So at 20, I went to see a therapist and she taught me about mindfulness and meditation. And I just, I just gave it a, a shot. Cause again, life is long. So I was like, all right, whatever, you know, if, if this thing works, it works. If not, I'll spend my entire life meditating. So cool. No, Courtney, you good? Okay. I'm just uh, taking it all in. I'm taking it all in. I well, first of all, let me just say this is not the way I thought the conversation was going, and I just I'm, I'm so happy because um, it. I mean, just from what Ronnie and I were talking about about like these are the questions I'm going to ask him, and this is what we want to get into, and habits and things like that. But when you really think about it, you have to understand yourself. You have to know yourself. You have to know what works for you. You have to know, like you mentioned, how to calm your mind. If you got all this stress going on day to day and you can't figure it out and you don't know why you're feeling the way you're feeling, how are you going to stay routine? How are you going to prioritize the things that you need in your life? So it makes so much sense that this is kind of where it started and not necessarily that everyone has to go through exactly what you went through or not everyone has to see a therapist to have routine in their life or not everyone has to meditate and things like that. But but it makes so much sense that that is the path kind of that you took. And Mm -hmm. I'm just... It's warming my heart. So, um, no, I love that. I didn't know that. And um, one thing that I did want to mention um, in terms of journaling, just if that's a tool that um, people kind of get out of this episode, is especially seeing your journal and how how much writing there was, um, which is fantastic. If people kind of are storytellers or are able to get their words out like that, that's great. But one thing that I always recommend if you're not, I actually struggle a lot with journaling. Um, I've thought about it. I mentioned before this episode, I got my notebook. Um, this something that I'm like really dedicated to more recently is I got to start doing this. I tell everybody how great it is. I got to start doing it myself. Um, but anyway, what I share with my clients a lot is don't feel the need to just write and write and write. Yes. Filling the page like that assignment that you mentioned is fantastic, but there's also a benefit to just labeling. I'll make an outline for my clients where it's like, um, situation, emotion, reaction. So it's like, what happened today or highs and lows of today? How did you feel after that happened? How did you react? How would you like to have react or something like that? So it's like, I want a journal, but I know I'm not a storyteller or I know Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to, I end up just having full conversation with myself when I'm journaling and I'm like, where is this, where is this even going? Mm -hmm. And I'm like (laughs) writing that. So I get a little bit lost, but if you feel that, you know, that part of journaling isn't going to work for you, make an outline of just the questions you want to ask yourself and then just mm-hmm. answer those questions. Even if it's just, I did a lot of bullet journaling. Um, mm-hmm. My best friend, Karina in grad school was really big on that. And it got me into it where it's just, how did I feel today? This, mm-hmm. or on a scale of one to 10, where am I at today? Just the number. So you come back to it and all mm-hmm. you got to fill out is this color, this number, whatever it is that you're tracking super quick. You just did it five minutes before bed. 
And then that was your journaling. So the reason I just want to bring that up because there's so many different ways to do these skills. You don't have to be a certain type of person, but, but yeah, I think it's really awesome that, that that's kind of the path that you've taken. Yeah, I agree. Um, my journaling, there's no structure to it, but I saw that. And again, this is mentioned in the book, there becomes a point where you start seeing what you're writing consistently. And that's, that's whatever is weighing on your subconsciousness. Like I'd always end my journal entries the same way. And I've been doing that since I started this. Um, so I, I fully agree with you. There is no tried and true way to do journaling. I just think that it's a habit that everyone should pick up. And just, you know, if you have the conversation with yourself in your book, it call it a diary if you want. You know what I mean? I'm going to call it a journal because it's like, ah, yeah, it's, it's my journal, not my diary. But um, there's been times where I've gone beyond filling the page. Like the end of the year, I can show you guys journal entries. The end of the year is usually when I have like four or five pages. I just talk about the things that I've done that year, the things that have been weighing on my mind, all of that. Because this is something that I also like to revisit. If I'm feeling something that I felt when I was younger, I, I'm going to, the first resource is to go back to my journal, see how I handled it, see see what it made happen for me, and, um, you know, just reflect that j- journal is a perfect mirror <laughs> to go back and reflect on, you know, so it's your own autobiography. Yeah. It's it's a good way to not try to remember everything at the same time because our brain isn't meant to try to remember everything. Mm-hmm. As Leon will say, you know, he's creating what we call a second brain, mm-hmm. which we'll, we'll touch upon. We'll touch upon that. But 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 I think something you said is really significant that I, I don't think a lot of people do, which, of course, is reflection, but also talking to themselves. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> not a weird thing, guys. I do it a lot. I do it a lot. And I mean... Like people will look at me like, are you, yes, I am talking to myself. Do you have a problem with it? But I, I'm more than happy to embrace it. So I want to kind of say that because I know some people are like, why are you talking to yourself? It's, again, that's part of your self-reflection. It's just one of those things. But I would just want to make that point because I don't want anybody to get like, um, you guys are weird. Like, hey, call me weird. I'm more than happy to embrace it. But you said 4 a.m. You wake up. Why in the hell do you wake up at 4 a.m.? <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to get a head start on my day. Um, so there were jobs that I've worked where the shift starts at seven, the shift starts at eight, eight thirty. Um, and I'm a huge fan of if, if, I, if self isn't taken care of, I can't give to the world. Um, so again, mm. as I mentioned, I wanted to mm. become more approachable in high school, right? I wanted to be friendly. Every job I had. People were like, oh, man, I love your energy. Like, you smile a lot. You're just, you're you're nice to be around, right? All of that came from me taking care of myself first. Like, it, getting up at 4 a.m. was my morning coffee. You know how some people are grumpy without their coffee and it's like, ah, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me if I haven't <laughs> journaled, meditated, worked out, had breakfast. And, and I was able to knock all of those things out by the time I was ready for work. Only if I got up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. is not anything that I recommend to anyone <laughs> at all, at all. I'm like, like when I say that, it's been an amazing conversation starter over the course of, over the years that I've been doing it. Because you're like, what the, f-? 
Like, what the hell? Why are you getting up so early? What's wrong with you? And then, you know, we go into the things that I do at 4 a.m. and then beyond. It's like, wow. And and a lot of people are surprised by it. But um, now with having a kid, again, I, I went into my 20s with everything kind of mapped out. Did everything go as planned? Maybe not. But for the most part, they did. And I knew that I wanted to have certain habits so that my next generation could imitate me. You know what I mean? Because I had no role model, so I want to be a role model for my younger for my kids. So everything that I'm doing is going to impact my child. He's going to be like, oh man, my, my dad gets up at 4 a.m. I got to do it. You know what I mean? I got to work out. I got to meditate. I got to journal. And he'll learn. He'll become his own individual and see what works for him. Because again, I will reiterate it. 4 a.m. is not for everybody. I personally hate 4 a.m. But once you're up and you get it out the way, it's one of the greatest feelings ever just being up in complete silence and the entire world is silent. It's like, I, there's yeah. no peace. There's no peace like it. There's no peace like it. I, I mean, have, I'm, I, go ahead, go ahead, I'm, go ahead. Cody, I go just, ahead. I have to know what time you go to sleep. Like, I so, have- all right. Um, the caveat to everything that I just said, um, I haven't been getting up at 4am again, COVID impacted me a lot because I, I could work from home, so there's no getting it clocking in at 8.30 and I got to get on the road by 7.45, whatever. So I haven't gotten up at 4 a.m. in a while. After this episode, I'm going to make it a duty to get to start that again because I miss the feeling. But anyways. Um, We're starting the, habits. The time, <laughs> yeah, restarting habits. Um, the time that I would go to sleep, I can't go to sleep now because at 29, I, I have to get more sleep. The one habit that I have been tracking um, all year is my sleep. Like I, I use this app called Sleep Cycle. And so I, I gauge my nights. But to answer your question, I used to go to bed at 11. So I'd get five hours of sleep every day. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. But listen, 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 listen. You're, I had a psych professor when I was in college. I, um, she liked to analyze me too, because I never took notes. She was like, how are you getting good grades and you're not taking notes? She pulled me into her office. She was like, come to my office hours. She said, how are you getting good grades and you're not taking notes? I was like, I got a photographic memory. She was like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> so she tested it. And, and then I was like, I just remember everything that you talk about. And then, you know, just, she's like, stop relying on that. It's going to get worse as you get older. <laughs> and ironically enough this year i've been getting a little frustrated because my memory's been slipping like i i've been known by a lot of people as like having a really good memory and it i just haven't been remembering things um and then another thing we talked about is sleep i told her i was like i don't sleep a lot i actually if i could i wouldn't sleep at all she was like that's horrible and that memory thing is not gonna work if you don't sleep so you know we'd have our back and forths to the point where i started studying sleep right and everyone needs everyone needs a different amount of sleep per night. Einstein needed 10 hours. Thomas Edison uh, supposedly survived off of 20-minute catnaps throughout the day. Um, and then there's people. I, I personally think that my optimal sleep is six and a half to seven hours. Anything more than that, I feel terrible. Anything less than that, I feel terrible. 
Um, and then, so I was getting my five hours and my, I tracked a thousand three hundred and fifty five days on that app. So that's a little Jeez. over four years, four or five years. Right. Um, and my average sleep time is four hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> so a lot of people do exactly what you're doing, Courtney. They shake their head at me. They're like, how, like, that's, that's unsustainable, but I sustained it for a while. Um, now I'm trying to prioritize sleep a little bit more. Um, it's really bad for your heart. It's really bad for your heart to not sleep. But, but I'm um, not just- this is not a judgy shaking my head. This is no, just no, a, I could not do it. No, it's fine. It's fine. I could not do it. But so I want to say I do want to say if anyone wants to try the four a.m. and you don't have responsibilities like kids and you're able to set a bedtime and keep that schedule, ideally you should go to bed at ten, the latest, the absolute latest. Be in bed at nine thirty. And don't do the things that stimulate you so that you can't get good sleep. Um, read a book and make sure that you're like sleeping by 10. That way, you know, you can get a good, what is that, six hours, six and a half. It's pushing it. it that's that's really pushing it. I, I'm i not going to be one of those guys that's saying, oh, you, you can survive off of three. You can survive off of four. You shouldn't do that. That's very unhealthy. But I, I was able to sustain it for a while, and boy, was I optimal. Like, I learned a lot of shit surviving off of four and a half hours of sleep a night for my entire 20s. It was, I was a machine. <laughs> yeah, it, it is peaceful at when everyone else is sleeping. That's one thing I will say. That's the one thing that I enjoy about waking up early mm-hmm. is the, the it's not noisy at all. And it it's just like, wow. It's so silent. Like, oh, man, you just got to experience it in order for you to really understand what we're talking about here. But I want to kind of shift gears and go more on the application aspect because we talked a lot about what you do right. to apply yourself. How is it that you maintain it? Um, so another book I'll name drop is Atomic Habits. Um, in 2019, I and they should be giving us a, a record deal after this one. I know some All sort of books. endorsements, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, in 2019, I listened to 50 audiobooks. Uh, again, these these are these are just these are just the things that I I've done, and it's so funny looking back on it because I remember setting the goal and then doing it. Um, but it sounds ridiculous, even to me saying it. But uh, there's a study that says the average CEO reads 50 books a year. So I'm like, I want to be a CEO one day. So <laughs> let me do the 50 books. And so this was a year, 2019 was a year that I made a conscious decision to pay off all my debt and learn financial literacy. So the fun thing for me when it comes to, I'll set my year goal. And then I'll have an underlying goal that keeps me busy during that time. Because if you set a goal and and on January 1st, and then you say by December 31st, I want to do this. If you don't have something else to do in that time, you're going to be done by February easily. So I said, I'm going to be out of debt by the end of the year, but for fun, I'm going to listen to 50 audiobooks, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, Again, 
it was mainly self-improvement psychology and money books. I kind of threw money books in there because I was like, well, if my overarching goal is to pay off all my debt, learning about money only makes sense. So Atomic Habits was one of those books. And Atomic Habit talks about systems. It talks about Mm -hmm. not necessarily having a routine and a to-do list. Talks about setting up an environment that allows you, that kind of encourages that habit. You know what I mean? I sleep with my journal right next to me. It's the first thing that I see in the morning. If I had to go somewhere to go get it, there's no way that I could journal every day. You know? So that's a system that I have in place. My nightstand is next to me. I used to sleep with the journal under the pillow. So, like, I would feel it on the wake up. Grab it, boom, right? I'm done. Going with my day. Um, so just applying the habits comes from just you have to create an environment that facilitates it. And if your life is chaotic, you have to learn how to live within that chaos and create a system within that chaos. You know? Courtney, what do you think? You think this guy sounds too good to be true? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I have a way to respond to that without responding to it. Um, I definitely am just impressed with like the idea that you kind of found it yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and came up with these systems yourself. And I know you mentioned reading and things like that, but you also have to decide to read, Mm -hmm. you know, so you sought out the information, even though the information isn't all just from you, but, but yeah, no, I'm definitely impressed with you putting those, those systems in place and and it's so true. It's just like people will say, you know, if you have trouble getting up, like don't have your phone next to you, set your alarm mm-hmm. elsewhere or right. whatever it is, just creating those things where it's like, if you, you're going to struggle to do it, you got to find a way to make yourself. And, and like you said, set up those systems and, and you're right. Like living in that chaos um, is what one small thing can I change to mm-hmm. set a routine? And from there, does that work for me? like that experiment that you mentioned, is this working for me? Okay, what else can I set up until this is a little bit more organized and a little bit less chaotic? And that is something I will say um, that's easier said than done. A lot of people who are living in chaos choose to live in chaos. They don't realize that they're choosing it, but but they're so used to it and that's so ingrained in them that um, they would prefer chaos because discomfort is uncomfortable. Um, But so that's a really difficult thing to do. And that's why I recommend, like you said, just one thing at a time. If it's changing your sleep, if it's adding journaling, if it's the way that you eat, because that's going to impact your sleep, that's going to impact your mood throughout the day. Um, But yeah, just one thing to to improve that chaos. But yeah. So um, to that point, there's a there's a fun exercise that I like to do when when all of my habits go to shit. Hopefully we could curse on here. When all my habits go to shit, um, I do this thing called habit stacking where I slowly get back into my routines, easiest to hardest habits. And what I'll do is I'll focus on getting one down, like you said. So let's say for a few months, I don't do anything. I wake up. I feel like shit. I don't journal. I don't meditate. I don't do anything. I'll start journaling again. And I'll focus on just going every single day journaling. That's it. Not I'm going to jump back in and become that machine that I was when I was 22 because obviously something came into place and threw my life into chaos, you know. So I'm going to journal every single day. I'm going to do that for a week. And then next week I'm going to work on another habit. So now I'm going to journal every day and meditate. 
you know, and it, it it's for me, the analogy that I tell people um, whenever they fall off or whenever they're trying something new is positive momentum is extremely harder to maintain than negative momentum is to go a bit further. Imagine pushing a boulder up a hill. That's hard. It takes no effort to push that boulder down the hill. Just flick it. It's going to go down the hill by itself. You know what I mean? So if you start doing if you start doing shit that you're not fond of and those are your negative habits, you'll keep doing that because boy, does your brain love to not do things your brain is your brain the only thing it wants to do is procreate that's it it doesn't even want to eat it the the basic things like breathing and swallowing that's so far behind like that is in your reptilian brain like that that's the thing that just keeps you alive so you can go procreate everything else it wants to choose the path of least resistance so it takes no effort to be lazy it takes all the effort in the world to be great you get what i'm saying so Positive momentum is harder to maintain than negative momentum. So, you know, instead of saying, damn, my boulder went all the way down the mountain again, start making a new boulder. Push a little rock up the hill. That's easier to do. And not to mention that that sense of accomplishment is way, it's way more motivating than saying, all right, I bounce back from being down in the dumps and, you know, I'm right back to where I was. No. You say, you know, I'm a little bit better than I was last week. That's just as good. Yep. Yep. It sounds like um, if you haven't already, go listen to our last episode where we talk about literally the tool of the month. And we talk about this exactly. I mean, I have five things that I do every day to make sure I'm always building habits and making sure I'm getting tasks done. But you can make it. You can do exactly what Leon just said with that same formula of incorporating the tool of the month. And we could we could we could do this all day long for you guys. I mean, I mean, what what do you guys really want? <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I want to talk because you mentioned when things are in chaos. You mentioned kind of what you do is more like the the habit stacking. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the I think you mentioned to me at least one of the things that was tough for you that I know that you recently experienced was coding for a hundred days mm-hmm. straight, mm-hmm. and. You know, a lot of the people that actually kept you going, because again, you know, I would never forget. It was this one phrase, um, see it through my boy. Uh, (laughs) That was the one phrase that you were saying. I was even saying it to you because again, just doing something, doing something every day, nonstop Mm -hmm. for how long, how long, like in terms of hours, were you doing it for? At minimum three hours a day. It was, it was a lot. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) You're doing something for a hundred days for three, three hours, hours out of your day. Yeah. How is it like? How do you see that go through? Like for real, for real. <laughs> um. So I feel, I feel like, um, the biggest catalyst for change is anger. Um, when you're mm-hmm. when you're really, really, really frustrated with how things are going in your life. You'll change, you know. Um, you know, you get you, you say go you, to you. You say you change. don't change. No, you will you change. Will. You you'll okay. change because what happens is that anger fuels you. And I hated my job. 
I didn't hate the people. I never hated anyone that I worked with. It was great. But I, boy, did I despise, like, not being mentally challenged by my work, um, work doing something with half a brain. The only reason I was able to listen to 50 audiobooks is because my fingers were doing the, the work. My brain was never active. And, you know, I, it was mundane, and I, I just wasn't a fan of what I was doing. So I said, something's got to give. So I said, all right, let that hate fuel you. Go to work every day and then do something that pisses you off or make somebody say something that pisses you off. So you so you leave. So you leave every day and you say, I got to do this shit. Come home, open up my laptop, code every day. Right. Um, That was probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my life because it was every single day. I didn't take a single day off, not even the weekends. So burnout is inevitable. So what I did was I had people publicly hold me accountable because that's another great way to to have um, these habits continue. So I, I just did it in public. And I'm usually someone who doesn't really publicly talk about my goals. Um, back to... 2019 when I was doing when I when my goal was to get financially um stable and literate I did another thing called morning motivation videos where I posted a motivational video every day on Instagram right so again if you tie in the big goal to the smaller ones and you just create this little funnel of goals that you have to do something every day that's a form of habit stacking too because all right if the first thing that I was doing was posting that video on Instagram, that means that I could have stayed consistent with that. That was that little small win for the day that made me say, okay, I'm going to do something else that I wanted to do every single day and then just slowly build on that. So back to the 100 days of code. I publicly put on Instagram. I put on Twitter. I said, I'm coding for 100 days. Here's day one. You know, nobody paid attention for day one. People won't pay attention because they have their own things going on. Around day 50, if five o'clock came and I didn't log what I was doing, people would be like, what's up, man? You're not coding no more? And I'm like, no, I'm coding. I just haven't logged. You know what I mean? Like, things are getting a little bit harder, so I can't just say, oh, I did this small thing. Um, so, and then there was, this, there was this meme that was like, got to see it through, my boy, like, and I just, I just took that and I just ran with it. And I started using the hashtag in my 100 Days of Code as well. And then people around me started saying it. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. Like, it was very nice to have that sense of community while I did it. Um, but again, the, the, the anger fueled me, the hate of just being stagnant and no growth in what I was doing. I was like, I, I got to get into tech. And, you know, I did the 100 Days. Um, I want to say two weeks after I got my first job offer and like my, my entire life changed after that. I told myself I'd never do a hundred days of code again because it was so hard. It was so mentally taxing, but I'm going to do it again. Uh, <laughs> it, it's like, what are you a masochist? Why do you want to hurt yourself again? But now, now that I've gotten, um, into the industry, there's some things that I feel like I can refine and get better at. So 100 Days of Code is a great habit to start. If 
if you do want to start it, but you want to have that balance, I would only do five days a week. Don't do seven days a week and do a hundred straight days because you'll burn yourself out. You'll stop at day 40 and you'll, then you'll feel like shit for not finishing something that you set out to do. Cool. There's so many tools that Mm -hmm. just as you're talking that you're bringing up that I don't think it's, it's hard to know that these are tools. It's hard to know that these are things that people can use if, if you haven't used them as tools or if you're not in the field that discusses the tools, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point that out because I know we've talked a lot about action and a lot about adding more um, action items and things like that, tools that we can use to our episodes. And I just wanted to put out there that like talking about small wins, that's mm-hmm. a tool in itself and that's something to focus on in itself. Um, I know we talked before about just like getting to know yourself and the importance of knowing yourself and who you are and how important that is with Mm -hmm. any sort of goal setting. Um, I think we minimize that just in society, just in general. So that's a huge thing, like your self-talk. And it's funny that you mentioned anger. I definitely don't disagree that anger can (laughs) fuel people, but me personally, I'm the exact opposite. So Mm -hmm. anger, pain, I'm in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm out. Like honest, I'm gonna be completely honest. Yeah. Ice cream, wine, I'm in bed. Like <laughs> if it's that bad, if it's that type of night. Um, so to me, the self-talk, the mindfulness and the small wins, or mm-hmm. like you had mentioned, like, hey, this we did good today, like we accomplished this today. Mm-hmm. Um, this morning, I if I go upstairs, my room is clean, my bed is made before this episode, you know, before yeah. I had to go record. So just those teeny tiny things. And like Ronnie mentioned in our previous episode, like, how did I, did I win the day? What, how many things did I accomplish um, before, you know, before I had to go do this or before I went to bed, whatever the thing is, and just how important these little tools are. And for anyone who is listening and who picks these things out, I really hope people ask. I hope people reach out to you, Leon. And I hope people reach out to us and just say, you know, tell me more about the small wins. Tell me more about, you know, whatever it is or habit stacking, for example, I, I wrote it down and put a star next to it because I love that. And that's something I really do want to get going and, and start and try um, because I have been looking for ways to, like you said, we have all these goals and it's like, I want to do this, but I want to get better at this and I want to try this too. And it's just like, how do we, how do you do, do that? And, and I don't want to be a January 1st person. Why can't I yeah. start now? So yeah. let's start. <laughs> and not that there's anything wrong with that. And I know yeah. that I really, I really truly am that type of person. I'm going to wait till September. September 1st. I'm going to wait till this day. I'm going to, oh, my lucky number is the 15th. I'll wait for the 15th to start. And it's like, just do it. Just do something that's going to better yourself. And so that habit stacking. But yeah, I really hope people do um, like hear some of these tools and hear some of the things we're talking about and and ask for more because just the amount of information that you're giving, I don't think people are understanding (laughs) like how many therapy sessions of information you're providing right now. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, just listening back to being asked the questions and then having to, to, um, you know, think about what I've gone through to get there. (laughs) Just like, wow. Like there, there really has been a lot of stuff and it's so organic to talk about it because I lived through it. Um, I, I remember I love that you you call them the small wins because I don't I don't think that I actually said that I might have but I remember um, I was gonna come out with a blog post for off my website um, which I won't mention right now because my website is down but I'm gonna put it back up but anyways I had a blog post called Small Wins right 
And to market it, what I did was I waited till the end of the year and I just I just randomly put a, a question on um Instagram. I was like, what is something that you did this year that you're you're happy about, no matter how small it is? One person answered after like five hours, right? I didn't even care for the engagement. It was just how I was going to market it. I was going to put it out anyways. One person answered after five hours and I reposted it and I just, just bigged them up. I just made it sound like the most amazing thing ever. And they messaged me back and they were like, bro, I didn't think it was that big, but thank you. Like, it really is that big. And I was like, yo, you've got to celebrate the small wins and you have to feel like it's a big win. And then exactly. for the whole rest of the day, just the, everybody answered the the question and then i just put the blog post at the end and then just like random people were reading it taking snippets of it posted on their story and it was just it, it just felt like s- such a beautiful symbiotic like marketing plan and it was just all organic for me to just throw that out there because i i wanted to big people up i wanted people to understand that if you got through that year and you did something that you wanted to do that in and of itself is big you know what i mean and Again, like I've been off of Instagram for like three years now. Um, like I'll go on and I'll watch stories and I'll, I'll scroll, but I haven't posted anything significantly on Instagram for a while. But I grew a following and, you know, people admired me for my resilience and sticking through certain things. And just like, because every everything that I posted, there was some sort of, overarching gold tied to it and people just liked watching that you know like people sometimes like i was my own tv show and i was just doing i was just living my life it wasn't me purposely trying to like all right watch me do this guys it was just like all right i wanted to teach myself piano right so i did this habit called don't break the chain where i learned from jerry seinfeld jerry seinfeld said every single day he wrote a joke in a book and he put a big x on a calendar and he'd make sure he never broke that chain so january 1st i'm one of those people too if if the month starts on a sunday you better believe i'm gonna (laughs) do something that month that's super significant like i'll go through the whole calendar and say oh shit august starts on a sunday it's over (laughs) And and I wait, top of the week, boom, top of the week, new month, new everything. I'm I'm going crazy. So I'm a January first person. I wanted to learn piano January first, twenty eighteen. So I did something called Don't Break the Chain. First day of January, I'm randomly playing keyboard and I just cross off the X and I put it all on my, my story, right? Nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. So I do it again January second. <laughs> By the end of the month. People are waiting for me to post. I post it. They're like, and then this one of my good friends, he's on, he's an illustrator and I reach out to him for everything. He started running two miles a day because I did don't break the chain. And he was like, I'm going to start my chain February 1st. He lost like 45 pounds that year just running because I started don't break the chain. I was like, I just wanted to play piano, bro, but more power (laughs) to you. You know what I mean? I was so (laughs) happy for him. He was like, yo, you inspired me to, you know, just stay consistent with something. And, you know, like, it feels nice having that impact, but also not doing it for the recognition feels even better. Because when I do get recognized, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm so glad. Even if I could change one person's mentality or their their mind on it, it it's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the, like you talking about it being public, but not only, not only public to other people, but this doesn't make sense, but in my head, I'm saying like public to you. We're having that. I, every time it's so funny how similar it is, but anytime I have something big or anytime I have a, a phrase that I cling to or a title of something that I cling to, like what you're saying now, um, I write it down or I'll paint it on something and put it up mm-hmm. on my wall or it's on my, um, I had a therapist a couple months ago say, um, uh, the future is an accumulation of today's. Yes. And as Ooh. soon as she said that, as soon as she said that, I was like, I don't hear anything else you're saying because <laughs> that was like stuck in my brain. Yeah. And I immediately came down and I still have it on my letterboard. It's just one of those things that's like you just, your brain just clings to. And it's like, I need that. I need to hold yeah. on to that. And, um, and whatever it is. So like, I know we mentioned, I don't want to go. I don't want to spill all the secrets, but the, um, actually all the secrets will be spilled by that point. Um, but the win the day. Um, so just something to hold on to where it's like, this is the phrase that I'm clinging to. This is what I need to remember. This is what needs, I I need to motivate me. Um, how strong that can be. And, and yeah, it's really cool. I've heard of it. Um, so not so much break the chain, but someone told me, I think when I was in high school, they were like, you can't take two days off in a row. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I've heard too. You can't take two yeah. days off in a row. So it's like I was tired yesterday, but that would be two days. So I got to get yeah. to do it. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was really cool. Cause I, especially just giving grace and understanding where people come from and just that life happens. A lot mm-hmm. of that, like, don't break the chain. I'm like, that's a lot of pressure oh, yeah. to do every single day. So I like yeah. the two days in a row. I like the idea of, you know, four times a week or whatever it is, depending on the habit that we're talking about. But, but yeah, I like that there's different titles and different things that we can cling to to motivate us. There's something to be said about uh, catchphrases, you know, like it's an anchor. It works as an anchor for you. Um, And again, it's just that small little fire that continuously burns because, all right, goals are huge. Goals are huge, especially when you're like, Oh, this year, I'm going to do this, this, and this. This is something that you never tried to do your entire life. Like, you better have some sort of anchor to keep you going. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's just the, for me, that's been the best way to maintain habits, just having those anchors. And those little catchphrases, the the don't go, don't miss two days thing. I had a good friend of mine. She um she's an amazing animation person, and we we talked. She was teaching me Adobe Premiere, and she explained to me. She was like, "I do this every day," and I was like, "Okay." She was like, "You need to do this every day if you really want to be great at it." I was like, "All right." There's things that I've done every day. That's fine. And she explained to me. She she gave me this quote from this musician. She said, "He said, if I miss a day." and I'm going to butcher it. If I miss a day, um, I notice. If I miss two days, my band notices. If I miss three days, then the the audience notices. And if I miss four days, the entire world notices. Mm -hmm. So that, that is a great way to kind of keep yourself and understand that like the world is watching, but, but put that pressure on yourself. Yeah. The world is watching. They're also not that everybody has everything going on there nobody really cares about you the way that we make it seem like i used to run around feeling like everybody was against me was like such a weird thing to think but anyways i digress um it, you know just don't don't allow yourself don't let yourself down don't let yourself down 
But also, life is long. Give yourself grace. If you screw up and you mess up on what you wanted to do this year, there's always next year, God willing. You know what I mean? There's always next week. Because let's let's really get into the nitty gritty of it. Courtney, you and I are the January 1st people. If you're also a January 1st person, we could go to January 1st anonymous. You can start February 1st. Time is a man-made construct. Do whatever you want. A year is a year, no matter when you start. You understand what I'm saying? And just, but take it day by day. I love that quote that you said. The future is just an accumulation of today's. Like, that's beautiful. I think that encompasses everything we talked about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For some people here, I have to be that guy because <laughs> pressure is something that not everybody can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they don't do well with give themselves grace, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I sad to say, but I think that's part of the reason why we have suicide being an actual thing, right? Mm-hmm. Some people just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So like for that individual, not to say this is advice or anything, but like for that individual that just doesn't understand or doesn't know how to give themselves grace or even how to take the pressure off of them and understand like, hey, I can take a break. I think that that's one of the things where it's like, how how is it that that person should navigate, you know, just trying to accomplish goals, not mm-hmm. even what do we do to make or break happens. But and I want this to be a group conversation because at this point, I think we're going into something a little bit differently. But yeah. I think it's something that we could really talk about. And it's just for those individuals that are struggling with, you know, they don't do well with having pressure on themselves and they don't know how to give themselves grace. How is it that they can still accomplish goals, just their own set goals without realizing that, you know, and I have all this pressure on me and I, I must do this at whatever time, at time period or time frame. So um, to- I, I'd like to answer that. Um, <clears throat> and I answer that in two ways. I had a manager tell me when I worked at a deli, um, the world is full of 10% assholes. Your job is to not be one. All right. Um, when he told me that, I had, that I did a, another self-reflection session, and I said, how am I being an asshole in anyone's life, right? Because <laughs> when I'm ready to do something, I'm, I'm very tunnel vision, and I don't really care about what goes on around me. So I had to reflect and see how that affects others around me. So to answer, answer the question, part one, the way that you can, the way that we can help someone who isn't able to give themselves grace or, you know, to maintain certain habits, don't be an asshole. You learn to give somebody grace. You learn to, you know, big somebody up when they're doing the smallest little thing. I'm a big fan of just giving people little breadcrumbs of just compliments. Like, bro, you're doing great. You know what I mean? And, And some people might see it as pretentious. Some people might feel a little weird about me doing it, but I'm genuine. It's like, Bro, you're surviving? <laughs> like, that in and of itself, like, right now, in these days, it takes so much just to maintain. So, like, I, I'll just big somebody up on, oh, man, I'm, I'm glad that you're still doing your, your hobby while you're working a job that you don't like. You know what I mean? So, I think that one way that we can help people is just be nice. as Be as kind as you can to people, bro. Like, it takes nothing. It really takes nothing. Um. So then secondly, from a personal standpoint, uh, I, I really want to emphasize habit stacking, you know what I mean? And also, 
also, also, also, if you're somebody who kind of struggles with maintaining consistency, you struggle with mental health or something like that, give habit stacking and those little small wins a try because now you're reinforcing just like what accomplishment feels like that that little bit of happiness is like all right um that's how people quit shit cold turkey like bro i went a week without smoking a cigarette i think i could go a month you know what i mean they go a month they feel great they go a couple years they're like i forgot to even smoke cigarettes you know um that's easier said than done but again it all starts with something small if if it's spreading your bed that's gonna make you feel nice spread your bed every day just try just try Life is long. <laughs> I should have counted how many times you said life is long, but <laughs> because it's true, though. It's, it's really true. Courtney, you have anything to add on to that? Of course I do. Um, so it's actually funny because I think I have the exact same answer. I, the, oh, please. The, let me communicate it. <laughs> so literally the way that what popped into my head is exactly what he just said. Of course, I'm going to say it a little bit different, but um and a couple things and a couple more like phrases popped into my head too, which was interesting. Um, Cause you talked about, of course, giving yourself grace is, is I think the main thing for someone who is really, really struggling to get those habits into place. Um, and you had mentioned, we can give you grace, right? Your community can give some grace. Your community can hype you up and things like that. And the phrase or whatever that I thought of was um, that you cannot empower someone else but you can give them the tools to empower themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I feel my job is as a therapist. My job is not to empower anybody, but it's to give them the tools to empower themselves because true empowerment doesn't come from anybody. It comes right. from within yourself. So, And that's what you reminded me of. And there are ways to do that as a support system. And I do want to dig just a little bit deeper because the way that I think of it is I do have clients. And again, just as a reminder, I'm, I work with 12 to 18 which is a really, really difficult time just in general. But then when there's trauma and loss and grief and all those different things, it's an exceptionally difficult time in your life. So I absolutely have clients who just struggle with getting out of bed. Just, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of clients who are still doing virtual school and they really struggle to just even sign on. They don't talk to anybody. They're not, they're not moving their bodies or going to the gym or going outside, anything like that. So they really struggle with any of those things. And I'm, I have a client specifically in my head right now who she would really just put so much pressure on herself that I'm behind my class. I, I'm not on track to graduate with my class right now. I can't believe mm-hmm. I let myself get this bad. I'm not eating good. I'm not sleeping good. And what I all I would say is, okay, why? Mm-hmm. She's like, because I'm just, I don't feel good right now. I'm like, why don't you feel good? And she's like, well, my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, isn't that reason enough to not be doing well? All right. So, and that's all I told her was, why are you behind in your class? Why aren't you up, you know, right where your class is with, with work, with graduating, whatever it is. And she's like, well, my dad passed. So I took time off. I'm like, you're allowed to do that. Absolutely. That's okay. And not that it has Absolutely. to be a, a loss in the family. Not that it, that's one example, but yeah. a lot of times we're like, oh, I should be here. I should be there. Or these people I'm, I'm 28. I'm, you know, 30 year olds are supposed to be here. Right. We talked yeah. a little bit about that with George where it's yeah. like, this is the expectation for where we're at. I should be doing this. Why can't I get to this point? And if you really think about it, answer that question. Yeah. Why haven't you? Yeah. These are the things that I've experienced. These are the things that I'm struggling with. Those are valid reasons for, for not being where I want to be. 
So now let's go into habit stacking. Now let's go into small wins. Now let's mm-hmm. go into now that I can understand where I'm at and why that, why I, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Now that's how I start to understand that grace for myself and understanding mm-hmm. myself. Now let's get to know a little bit more of myself and that's where the empowerment comes in. And like I said, that's where you start to use grace and things like that. But for sure. Yeah. Uh, so communicate it differently, but it's really the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you know, there's many ways to skin a cat. And I think um, expectations are just like the, 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 biggest thief in accomplishing anything because like don't don't expect anything just do it um also i want to name drop two books since we're on the topic of like you know people who may not have the mental capacity of doing um you know what they need to do i struggled with depression for a little bit and i tried to read my way out of it i listened to inspirational videos and i read uh there was a really good book that i read called the power of now by eckhart tolle amazing book amazing book if you can pick that up and you can read it i think that's life-changing and then something that you mentioned um there's a book called start with why it's not going to help you with your mental health but it's going to help you work backwards for anything that you want to do it's a great book and i think Mm -hmm. i don't even know who the author is but i've read it (laughs) um and it's just it's very important, again, to just self-reflect and see why you can't do something rather than just say, I'm not capable of doing this. I can't do it. Why can't you do it? <laughs> you know, there could be some underlying factor that's preventing you from doing it right now. And, and that's OK. I'm glad that you said that part, because I think that's the, the I think that is the basis of life. When things are OK, that means that you know, you cannot be okay with where you are. But for now, you have to be okay with it. Like, it is what it is. Like, I, this is what's gotten me fucked up. I'll make my way over to where I want to be eventually. Life is long. I'm going to say it again. Let's, we can put a counter on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was, that was amazing. Um, if you guys don't have anything else to touch upon, I, I want to say that I asked you guys that question because I'm a person that do, I work I've learned that I've worked really well when my back is against the wall, literally. Yeah. It's just one of those things that I've learned that I do well in. And I sometimes put myself in those situations intentionally because I know I'm going to do well. And right. it's just because I find ways to, to work through the, the situation. Whereas on the other end, if things are well, I kind of just, like you mentioned, just kind of sit back, laxidates. Um, and just allow the circumstances really to get the best of me. And sometimes you don't want that. So, you guys were able to hear how to make habits, what happens when you break your habit, and even if you have a really tough time with starting a habit or restarting a habit. There's so many different things that you can take away from this conversation. Now, I know, Leon, you mentioned that you're not really active on social media, so if somebody does want to reach out to you, and like, what's, what would you say is the best way for them to reach out um, for questions or anything of that nature? Uh, so... I do still have the Instagram app um, and I do check it every single day. I'm just not actively posting daily because right now my main focus is just getting better at my job. But reach out to me on Instagram if you're okay with interacting with a page with no post. Uh, <laughs> my Instagram is Leon Noir SR. It's L E O N N O I R S R. And 
you can message me. I'll talk to anyone and everyone about anything. Um, I've experienced a lot of stuff in life. And, you know, I, I, I think that I'm in a position to offer advice. And you can take it if you need. Yeah. And you're active. Is your Twitter the same? Because I know you're more active on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Or I uh, should say, sorry, X. I should say X. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry yeah. Elon, don't hurt me. I'm going to call it Twitter for the rest of my life. But, yeah, um, I do tend to post and reply a lot more on Twitter because um, there's a huge tech community over there, and I, I want to stay active over there. So you can reach out to me there as well. I'm a lot more reluctant to answering random messages on Twitter, though, because – I have a whole inbox of message requests from bots about crypto. So Instagram is your probably your best bet. Um, so yeah, Instagram and Twitter, same at name. I'd stay consistent everywhere. And I also have a blog on Medium with the same name. Um, right now, I'm writing about tech stuff, but I'm gonna. I plan on bringing my blogs from my website over to Medium because I think Medium is an amazing platform. So check me out on Medium at Leon Noir SR as well. And I'll be writing about habits and just my life. And it'll be my virtual diary. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. If Courtney, you have anything, last thing to say? Um, the only other thing I wanted to say is I think we talk a lot about how, like, we do this because we want to share with the community and, like, inspire people and, um, you know, help them to learn different tools and things. But we say all the time how, just doing this and facilitating the conversations gives so much to us. And I think this oh, yeah. episode and this conversation is just a reminder of like how much I, when I say I took notes, I mean, I took notes and I'm just, yeah, again, it's a lot of the things that I already say and a lot of the things that we already do in therapy and things like that, but you just need those reminders and that, that spark mm -hmm. and that pick me up to get it going again. And, and it really was for me. So yeah. Thank you, Leon. That's and this was a good, it was a fun conversation. So I'm excited. Yeah. Let's get it. So Go ahead. I was going to say thanks for having me because um, I just reminded myself how how, how amazing I am <laughs> and how and how, that. you know, I just I just I did a lot. I did a lot, you know, and I've been I've been a little down lately in terms of just um, I haven't been doing my habits that make me happy in a long time. And just I guess just talking through what that did look like and how it did make me feel is just the spark I needed to just restart again. So thanks for having mm -hmm. me for real. for real. That's the walk and grow effect. Now, if you want that safe <laughs> feeling, you know how to reach out to us, DM us, hashtag, do all that good stuff or email us at walkandgrowatgmail.com. But until then, continue to apply those perspectives, education, growth, and collaboration, y'all.